0: Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dogs grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. <laughs>
1: Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds, episode number four. My name is Ryan. I am your uh, moderator and facilitator. And joining us, we've got Steven. Steven, who are you again?
0: Yeah, my name is Steven, and I have problems. Oh. Um, this is kind of like Steven's support so, group. Just so, yeah, yeah. So, I hopefully... That, you know, I
2: thought that was my thing, having problems. Oh.
0: Well, hopefully, I'm not leading anything. I'm, I'm more of a follower. A listener and a, a criticizer,
3: mm.
0: well. and a man with problems. <laughs> so it all it all comes
1: together. in The, the best end. type of man to have around, exactly. And last last but not least, we've got Jacob. And Jacob, what do you do again?
3: I do little to nothing, but I do supply the podcast with plenty of uh, uh, quips or jingles that I've stolen from nineteen nineties uh, commercials. Um, maybe some early two thousands thrown in there. Um, so yeah, uh, and
2: then I edit those out. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. There, there might be something I'm missing that I don't recognize.
3: As long as I keep it under 15 seconds, we can use it. It, it doesn't break copyright.
2: If you speak over one second, usually it's that's uh, it's gone.
3: Yeah, I don't know why I'm here.
2: That's my signifier. <laughs> yeah, for now, when people listen to this, they'll be confused as to why I'm just talking to nobody. <laughs>
0: how, how did he get included? What's going on?
1: I'm sorry to break this to you guys today, but apparently, World Building has deleted our post again for ruthlessly, horrifically, and fascistly eviscerating the minds of their users by requesting content ideas for us to springboard off of.
2: Well, this is this is quite the time to break it
1: to yeah. us too, right? Well, I thought this would <laughs> be the most appropriate. I thought this would be the most appropriate time. Well, the funny the funny part is, is yeah, you know, the funny part is, is that like. The first time they warned me, and I responded maybe a little bit snarkily, uh, but wanted to know like where if they have any ideas. They never responded, and then I posted another one. It took them like a good solid like three days before they finally came back, and and shut down our thread. So,
2: oh well. So what you're telling us is that the uh, the world building. Subreddit mod- uh, moderators really need to up their game. Uh, big time. They're not on it. Yeah, big time. They should. They should have taken us down days ago. Well, huh?
1: they really let us run a train on them there for a good couple of days. So I feel like okay. we got our money's worth out of this because we're we're obviously yeah we got out like bandits yeah we're, that's we're, true we're obviously cashing in on the the Bitcoin lucre that we've. You know, turn these ideas the, into so.
0: the precious, okay. valuable ideas that have been posted for us. Uh-huh. We're just no, It's going to be our gonna, own coin. We're, we're going to make gonna a whole new coin. Consume them up and uh, take it all. Take it all so for ourselves. B- put them in a blender. Uh, well, just like every other episode, there will be a blender.
2: Out. So yeah, that's that's traditionally what we do uh, when we are when we are uh, you know in a in a in a feud with the Reddit moderators, is we steal the the ideas of the good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, ruthlessly steal them and blend up those ideas in our in our, our I guess our established canonical mm-hmm. disposable world, mind blender <laughs> and uh, slurp it up and that that gives us the inspiration needed to develop those ideas into even better more fully established worlds
1: mm-hmm. that we full worlds that we then publish in China for a, a huge profit margin
2: yeah that you'll you'll see some C-list, uh, c see. Movies.
1: Um, There'll be a lot of Vin Diesel movies made out of this, yeah. these ideas.
3: Holy shit! If Vin Diesel made a movie based off of these videos. I would be so ideas. honored. <laughs> that would be amazing. You guys. Sorry.
1: Apologies to Vin Diesel.
2: Please God, Vin Diesel. All right. So, wait. Can can we now like can we now tag this episode as Vin Diesel? I feel like that'll get us listeners. Yeah, okay, calling
1: all Vin Diesel's.
2: As long as we make a reference to Vin Diesel in every episode, we can get that tag.
3: I don't think that's going to be a problem.
2: Dwayne Johnson, uh, Henry Cavill, <laughs> uh, Roger Rabbit, Alan Alda. This this is how we're going to get our listeners. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I want to talk a little bit about our favorite world building settings. Well, I don't. I'll start it off a little bit. And um, mine, mine honestly might be a little bit of a, a cop out because what Earth? Yeah, Earth. Earth is my favorite. <laughs> It's <laughs> my favorite build world. It's pretty convincing. Mm. Uh, no, my, I'm not I, totally sold on it though. I think my favorite, for the longest time, mm, one of the longest running sort of like romances I've had with with a, an RB, RPG world is the um, the White Wolf White Wolf World of Darkness setting. And this is kind of a strange setting because it's it's basically our Earth, but a darker our Earth. And there's a lot of, of things going on kind of behind the shadows that most people aren't aware of. So in the light of the day, it's, it's, it's basically just the planet Earth. But behind the veil, there are there's vampires running the show. There are werewolves out in the wilderness. There are uh, techno-illuminati uh, <laughs> magicians that are like bending and sculpting reality.
2: Well, I mean, Ryan, how much, how much do you know about our Earth, honestly? How, what, how much can you say? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the reason why it's so compelling is because it's accurate.
0: exactly it just at night it becomes dark earth yeah
1: every night it just turns into worse (laughs) i had a buddy in in high school that um i don't know he turned me on to it and i ended up borrowing a bunch of of books and the reason why i really fell in love with it was that it was so accessible you know in high school you're going through your history classes and so on and then you start reading this you know a role-playing game setting book and it's pulling pulling back the, the veil on what really happened um, mm. in history. You know, like when Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated by the black hand, it wasn't just the black hand. The black hand is a cabal of uh, evil vampires, you know, who did that to, to, you know, incite war across Europe. And
2: hold on. So does it sort of retcon a lot of historical? It
1: basically acts? everything ever that has ever happened is, is part of that universe, but it's skewed and slanted into this sort of like war of darkness, where human beings are just see. pawns.
2: So, so Hitler was more of a victor, really. Uh,
1: actually, that that was one of the the best uh, <laughs> best parts of the universe. Was there's a lot of hand washing that went along with that, because there's there's almost no setting in which you like have antagonists or protagonists that actually sort of like empathize with Nazis because <laughs> that, um, that almost like just in in general you know so like even
2: everyone everyone was controlled by vampires except the nazis yeah, yeah well like yeah so, that was all
1: them <laughs> yeah pretty much because even the worst vampires were like no that's not what humans are for you don't gas them like even the worst vampires are like no you eat them you feed off of them except like the you, Nazis, like, just, those like, guys are
0: shitheads
1: yeah, exactly. So that was like one of the best sort of like instances of, of, of washing their hands of like the greatest evil. It's like, yeah, vampires are bad, but not that's not it's not at least they're not not
2: not even
0: orcs like Nazis
2: that's that's smart though yeah they could have definitely been that's some pretty thin ice that they would have been treading on <laughs> i
1: could imagine that there was a lot of discussions that went around at the, the table they were like but Nazis. but nazi vampires and they're like no i don't know i don't think we
2: should as, as cool as that sounds <laughs> To that, it's be hard would task. it be
3: a vampire gets bit by a nazi and turns into a nazi vampire
2: <laughs> well if you do get bit
1: by a nazi that's the way it worked <laughs> that's how they were able to spread their ideals so fast <laughs> the whole thing is predicated on a um, sort of judeo-christian interpretation so the world really was only several thousand years old um there you know angels were real demons are real um actually the first vampire was cain uh from the the bible who who slew his brother, and his curse was to walk the earth forever
2: and drink the blood of men. Yeah. So wait, his punishment was to become an immortal god. An immortal god, a charming, handsome immortal god is
1: not weak to fire.
0: With with
2: none of the with none of the negative sunlight. side effects of being a vampire.
1: His punishment was that he was reliving. He all he had to do essentially was just realize that yes, he did kill his brother and accept that. But in the Bible, he was like. You know my my brother's keeper, he didn't own up to what he had done or really connect to
2: it. so um when I think of world building, I'm sure a lot of people when they think of world building, one of the last things they think about is the Bible <laughs> <laughs> So I wonder if like whoever created it just like read the Bible and like, man, that's not very solid world building and they just set out to create yeah. an even better. Version of that.
1: Yeah, one. well, they probably just couldn't get past that second chapter of Genesis when there was the whole Cain and Abel thing, and they're like, "This is just going off the rails." I mean, like, where? No, the, it
2: would be much better <laughs> if you turned into a. Yeah,
1: vampire. where are these characters going? There's no like. Let's get this story back there's on There's no track. plot. There's no coherent anything to this.
2: Yeah, no, I can understand that. It's unfortunate that um our society kind of kind of screwed vampires over, you know, a little bit. you Got a raw deal, In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, cool. Maybe it's just because I'm a little bit younger. And uh, my they glitter now? cultural exposure to vampires has been uh, a little bit more Twilight-ish. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a rough maybe way. Maybe a be. little
2: bit. Maybe a little bit Blade. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 80s, 80s vampires were the best vampires. And that's what I loved about the setting, too, is that it was actually kind of set in the late 80s, early 90s. So it was lots of leather jacket vampires. Like go- There you go.
2: Yeah, that's better.
1: Yeah. Those
0: were the days mm-hmm. when go- vampires could wear leather jackets and not be ashamed of themselves.
1: Yeah, no. and they could go to dance clubs and, like,
2: now I'm starting to get it. Now I'm starting to see the appeal of this world. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and since should, just, we we should start with that. Well, and, and since they couldn't, they can't clubs. do drugs or anything like that. What they would often do is they would, you know, get humans high or drunk or whatever, and then drink their blood, and then that way they could get high off of the blood, their intoxicated blood. Instead of oh. you know, they couldn't drink the alcohol and, and process it. They couldn't smoke meth or something like that. But they could get somebody <laughs> totally high and then drink their blood. And,
2: Boy, I wish I could smoke. Meth. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if I understand, like, why, what is stopping a vampire from, you know, smoking meth and it working?
1: Like, is, is their dead cells just, like, not going to process? Yeah, it? apparently their lungs don't actually function uh, anymore. Like, none of their organs actually, like, do anything. They kind of wither up.
2: Yeah, it does
0: make sense. Yep. Could they go into space? That sounds pretty wicked. You could, like, live on the moon or something. You could. A,
1: Maybe there's a bunch of vampires on the moon. A lot of them would go into uh, the bottom of the ocean and just, like, hang out down there and sleep for, like, 500 oh, years. dude. It's
3: yeah. very peaceful.
1: Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, what about uh, Schooler, huh?
3: Um. Well, I mean, as much as Ryan said that his was a cop-out, I actually think mine legitimately is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because his was actually kind of cool and, and neat and maybe not
2: everyone had heard of it. Oh, did you hear that, Ryan? Yours was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, not <laughs> the school out. thinks it's kind of cool. I did wow, it. What do you know? It make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> maybe I won't edit it out after all. <laughs> I'll
3: but, always have this
1: to look back on.
3: Yeah, it's, it's saved forever on the <laughs> internet. Mine, um is more yeah, mine's star wars like i'm sorry guys mine's star wars like, wait hold
2: on hold on the the reagan defense system or yeah about... yeah yeah
0: you know role-playing as a uh, you know missile bomber
3: just a giant uh pole in the sky that to drop on people yeah it's recently i've been uh gming a, a star wars uh fantasy flight role-playing game not the d20 version but the newer one where they got mm-hmm. their own dice and shit and in doing so i've really i mean i've enjoyed the movies and the uh, tv show and stuff like that but i i've not really dove into the
2: wait the tv show yeah there's
3: only one there's like the well no there's two now there's got the the clone wars and the rebels Mm. there
2: have been there have been more what?
1: Yeah. what? I think there was, was like that? a couple Clone Wars. There's another. Yeah, yeah, there was clone like a clone. Wars. Like
2: there's there like there like the cartoon one. There was like a cartoon one and then the yeah, there, one. So
3: there were two cartoon yeah. ones. One of them disappeared and uh, just is only available on like YouTube or something.
2: And and do you count? Do you count like the Chewbacca Christmas one? Oh what about that? yes, big time. That's the only one. I, I, I didn't even I, watch
1: the movies.
0: The Christmas special is absolutely uh, it's absolutely canon. And yeah, what about those? I'll There's just, a lot I'll
2: of there that we're forgetting. Star Wars Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas and the special. Battle is for
1: Endor is actually the only good special. Star Wars movie. <laughs>
2: There are some people who are listening to this. Oh, God, I hope there are people listening to this. But of the people, someday,
0: who <laughs> actually know things about this, yeah, who actually Wars know universe. things, they're
2: just like, this is where we lost them. We're just burning what, what, what little oh, yeah. well, we I'm, managed to.
0: I'm sure we're gonna, we're gonna say all sorts of things that we'll get emails about. That's fine. I remember I said something about Lord of the Rings in in the last one, and I'm pretty sure we'll be getting an email. I about really something hope. I,
2: said. I hope you do. I hope we do. I cannot wait for hate not now. just because I'm a, a masochist, but. Because that would mean that people listen to it
3: That's and true. then write it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we would have proof that they had heard our, what we what <laughs> yeah, all call these ha! Haha,
1: gotcha. You listen. You listen to me be wrong.
2: And then we can go on the show and talk about how they corrected us. And that and that will let anyone else listening know that oh. other, other we, people are listening. We
1: should, we should have like a contest where like once per episode, one of us says something wildly inaccurate about something that people really care about. <laughs> and just see who can spot it and who gets the angriest about it.
2: What do people care about?
3: What that legless actually had six toes on one foot?
1: <laughs> or just like something about like oh yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien was like doing mescaline all the time. Like that's where he got all of his ideas that like <laughs> he would just go to these hookah bars like where they would have mescaline hookahs and just get ripped out of his brain and then yeah. write these and like
2: the, the two Rs in his name stand for Randy Roller. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Randy, you <know>. Randy <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just like my favorite my favorite scene in Star Wars was when Han Solo goes into the crew and just apologizes for his entire life.
2: And when he shoots he shoots <laughs> third.
0: He's really sorrowful and he just he just gushes about how much he really feels bad about the terrible, terrible things he's done.
3: Uh, when he, he's really love that scene. Weeping from guilt from shooting Greedo first yeah. and then yeah,
0: and he no, adopts no. his child. He adopts Greedo's son. Yeah. <laughs> There's the the entire arc of him raising Greedo's son. <laughs> There's a whole movie devoted to Han Solo and Greedo's son. Have you
2: ever Have you ever watched A New Hope and really just paid attention to how many Greedos there are in that movie? How many?
0: That's true. They're everywhere.
2: <laughs> like within a within a five minute period, you see like ten Greedos. I think I think he's fine. It's Greedo
1: and Meedo and Bido and Lido and. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a cop out <laughs> though, honestly, because I do think that the Star Wars universe is actually really an interesting and fun sort of setting. Like,
2: oh yeah, yes, yes. But yes. I do yes. think that the fact that they have like altered the canon pretty
3: drastically. Well, no, I like uh, the way that they've done it though. So instead of saying all of this work that all of these people did, it's all bullshit. Stop paying attention to it. You're all dumb for doing it. They said, no, these are just legends. They may be true. They very well may be true. This may have happened. But we don't know for sure. They're just a legend.
2: I mm-hmm. fucking... Oh, okay. That. So you so you you like the fact that they made up a bullshit lie to cover the fact that they're <laughs> erasing all that lore?
3: At least they tried. <laughs> like, no matter what, uh, uh, Disney needed to do something to make it their own. Yeah. But... At least they gave them this. They said, "Hey, this stuff. We could, br- if it's cool enough, we may bring it back."
1: But I think that, um, and this is going to be another thing that's going to get like some real feathers riled up. But honestly, the the novels and stuff that like took place after the Star Wars movies, not very <clears> good. <throat> They're not really very good. They don't capture like what it was. It was just like the extended. The extended confusion of Luke Skywalker, you know, like the the novels.
3: Like. <laughs> the game that I'm uh, GMing is set in like right after Alderaan gets blown up. Um, spoilers, um, but oh <laughs> what? Yeah, but um, I'm reading about all this backstory shit because I'm like, this—that's the interesting things. The shit that happens with Luke sure that's great but it's not interesting it's not as interesting as i don't know just all the stuff between actual legitimate sith and jedi wars and Uh um i I don't know just like all that cool stuff the clone wars itself is amazing so yeah i've just been kind of digging into that and really appreciating the the things that they put in that in some ways kind of hurt the new canon and that's why they had to get rid of it but really supplement it um in some places
2: i wonder how many people have worked on helping to build that world
3: dozens dozens yeah. of hundreds.
0: <laughs> hundreds many yeah
2: cuz that's that's not like a lot of a lot of worlds when i think of world building a lot of a lot of the worlds that come to mind uh are from books that i've read uh, which is like yeah. the brainchild of one person who is
0: well that's i, I was going to know i mean honestly it depends on the years because there was a period there where it was entirely george lucas yeah and those were as we all know the bad years. <laughs> yeah the dark time, yeah, the dark times. as we call it
2: Um, (laughs) yeah we all well i would say remember the dark times but i don't think anyone remembers those times. i
0: try not to as hard as i can
2: we all went into a stasis over the during those years i mean it's pretty easy
1: to put those up on a pedestal because i mean they were great and they really were like they were something special but i think that sometimes some of that was i don't know they didn't really know what the hell they were doing like if you go back and, and like look at what like the script concepts were for empire strikes back that could have taken a very silly turn like it was not mm-hmm. some of it was not very good like one of the initial plot comps concept, concepts were that like han solo was gonna go and try and find his uncle who's like a senate republic senator or whatever the frick and like goofy like disco space karate and stuff insane stuff and then you have the the not i thought
2: we just agreed that like dancing and stuff was cool not in star <laughs> wars we just had that <laughs> yeah. conversation
1: but, but also, like, the novels that came out between the, the movies, like, after Empire Strikes Back, they released a, uh, a novel called Splinter of the Mind's Eye or something like that, and so the, the author didn't even know, probably, how the thing was going to end. He had a budding romance between Luke Skywalker and his goddamn sister. Throughout if the I entire set, right, it was
3: more than just budding. That shit was blooming. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure they were like just straight jacking each other off at one point. I don't. It's been a while, but I feel like that happened for kids. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's something to realize with a lot of these stories is that like you know they're they're just the product of somebody's mind. And sometimes they go off the rails for a little bit, and sometimes you get something. It takes a dumb, a dumb, dumb turn for a little while, but you have to just mm-hmm. pretend that that never happened.
2: Right. So I guess Star Wars is what you choose, really, what you want it to be. Yeah, that's why. It's, and everything else is just legends that may or may not be that's true. That's why it's my religion. Yeah, I like Star Wars a lot too because the, the right. main character Cody uh, <laughs> sure does <laughs> sure does do a lot of good for everybody.
0: He wields eight lightsabers, eight
2: lightsabers okay. in one hand, so sixteen Each. total. That's yeah. true.
1: That's like twice it's as Very good as nimble, gentle, grievous.
2: Excellent world. Really dig
1: that. <laughs> I Really dig it. Big props to whoever
2: came very up good. with that Star Wars. So many beautiful good, women. It's wonderful. Good,
0: good Star Warsing.
1: So, Stephen, what about you?
0: Oh man. So I've I've been trying to think of something valid this whole mm. time,
2: uh, and most likely we will reject it.
0: I uh, yeah yeah. We'll be off the show. I'll, I'll be I'll be booted off the island. Mostly, what I've been thinking about is Final Fantasy VII, uh. probably because like most of my tabletop experience would be um, the whole Forgotten Realms D and D, which is still pretty limited mm. as far as RPGs. But when you talk about RPG video games, and I think about some of the ones that I've spent the most time with, and it's really Final Fantasy VII kind of stands out as this unique combination of like industrialization and magic and using magic in a way where there's you know it, it's dependent on the life force of the planet inside of it and there, there's just a lot of really very very fascinating ideas that have been densely packed into that game that you know have probably been gone over a hundred times by a million different people but like it, it it's really really very very good um some of the, the themes that they analyze, and and even going into the uh, psychological nature of some of the characters, and and how they've been a- affected by what's happening in their world, like it it just goes very far. Um, yeah, I
1: remember when that game came out actually, and I was I remember being really blown away and impressed by just the. Just how Graphics. large, the, yeah,
0: how triangular uh, their yeah. arms were, and just how large
1: <laughs> the swords were.
0: Yeah, the, the those massive, massive swords.
1: Now, it, I mean, it was actually no. I remember that game, um, and I played. I didn't. I never finished it because, goddamn, that's a that's a long yeah. game. It's hard to finish Final Fantasy games. Yeah, in, I'll, in I'll agree to that. Um, It's easy to buy them. It's easy to play them. Exactly. get has like hour number eight or 10 or 12 or 72
2: <laughs> or 300 Jesus
0: yeah
1: I, I get to about 50 usually and it's like oh my god but
0: that's
2: the I think that's the
1: thing though that <laughs> that I really really always love about Final Fantasy games is that the the worlds are always so like crazy and weird and rich and like and they're just there's just like they really are these sort of like extreme fantasy worlds where like it doesn't matter how these worlds work so much it's just it's the ideas that string them together
3: i think you kind of nailed it in that they focus more on the characters themselves than the world that they inhabit like they they put interesting things into it but they also put interesting people into it and say this is how they would interact with this world and and that's always been what i've heard to be fair i have like, Wikipedia'd um, all of this. I've never actually played a uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy game,
0: so... Oh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, you know, like the classic character, Sid, who appears in every Final yeah. Fantasy character and pilots an airship. And it's, it's stuff like that where um, they have these little pieces that are always consistent in their worlds, and yet so many things between the different games have nothing to do with each other. It's always a different magic system. It's always a completely different hairstyle, time period. <laughs> Hairstyles are are wicked usually all the time. Saturation of leather um, to cloth, and yeah. especially like the, the looking at the art from from the 2D. <laughs> the art from the 2D games is really like fabulous. Like some of that stuff is is wicked and cool. All the the machines and stuff that they created, they've really put a lot of work into combining. Technology with magic, and and making it a really appeal to you, uh, like Ryan was saying on a visceral level. Like you're not gonna be really trying to figure out how they're transferring energy from this, you know, gooey life force thing into a mako reactor, but you see it and you're like, oh, that's cool, and I I can totally just accept yeah. that as a reality. Yeah, I wonder and, and roll with it.
2: I wonder if one of the appealing things about the Final Fantasy series is that well like i mean we're we're you know we're americans we've been exposed in our entire lives to the western idea of science fiction fantasy Mm -hmm. and that that, there are definitely very specific elements that fall into that category and this is is very different it challenges those ideas Mm -hmm. and that that just sort sort of seems to be the nature of a lot of like japanese or eastern science fiction fantasy worlds and stories yeah, you get Muggles instead of elves. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, even a lot of other JRPGs still have kind of a, the same, a similar tone.
1: I really enjoy that though. About watching stuff from different cultures that I've never, that I don't really know about, you eventually kind of get past that sort of like level of just insane, like a, you know, like alienness of it. But I remember like being younger and not really knowing that much about like Japan, and then like watching like a buddy of mine gave me like a bunch of vhs's of like the ranma uh, one half series and just being like what is going on with this it was just so like the concepts were just so crazy and out there that it was mm-hmm. it was like hilarious and even like um
2: when... just take take their porn for <laughs> yeah instance. exactly it's just so <laughs> hilarious really? and out there all the really tentacles really i've just never, never, but se- I...
0: never seen that many tentacles in one place yeah. you know? but
1: I, I remember one of the most like sort of transportive like even television ex- experiences that i would ever had was when uh iron chef started coming on uh, like the mm. original japanese iron chef with like the uh-huh. translation like the overdub translation because it was just so insane like there was nothing like that like on american television at that time and this was just something that had been already going obviously had been going on for quite a while and been quite popular in japan but it was like this weird they had built this weird fantasy around this competition they had like this crazy like food judge general samurai guy who like (laughs) like no that's that's a that's actually a political station
0: Kung, kung fu general samurai yeah exactly but
1: he built his like they had like this whole backstory like every episode started with like his backstory of how he like spent his life's fortune coming up with this like stadium to like let people come and compete and it was like this it was like a it was like yugioh for cooks or something like that you
2: know? well imagine like someone from japan watching wwe yeah well yeah there we go <laughs> like getting into the backstory of all the characters in that yeah. they're all really big and all their all the all the ceos of their corporations like hire people to fight for them in a ring
1: <laughs> oh if only god damn
2: uh i'm not sure if any of you really played kingdom hearts ever Oh, yeah. And what's most fascinating Love. to me about Kingdom Hearts is I first played it when I was well, pretty young, like 10 or so. And yeah, I've only
0: played Kingdom Hearts 1, honestly, but I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I look forward to probably buying a collection at some point and oh, playing yeah. through them all.
2: There's God, there's so many. Don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was a delightful game, and it had a lot of familiar faces with all the Disney franchises and characters in there. Um, and it's funny because when I was 10 I was playing this game and it was just like that same sort of thing that that you said Ryan where like it was one of my first real exposures to like kind of Japanese culture other than Dragon Ball Z and it was so different (laughs) and unique and and at that age I was like I don't really get it I don't know what the hell is going on I'll figure it out when I'm older I play it again when I'm older and I do that I still don't know what the hell is going on
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's, like, common with, like, a lot of, like, Japanese video games and anime, though. It's like, there's a level of, like, angst and samurai spirit that I think that we just can't really get our heads around. I think that I think that Americans are just angst. generally, like, sort of, like apathetic and like disaffected don't don't tell me i don't know angst i'm (laughs) from (laughs) have you
0: seen how german my last name is
1: (laughs) but it's
3: like it but like coupling that
1: with like i could
3: use more samurai spirit
1: coupling that with like the samurai spirit sort of mentality and um is is really strange because it's like this super fervent like it's really hard to to put into english words you know they they the characters approach everything as like this high level almost metaphysical
2: sort of outlook. It does almost seem philosophical. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're battling for like existential,
1: they're almost trying to like define like the human condition. Yeah. 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 I think think that's actually a really great way of, of summing it up. And I don't think that's the approach that a lot of, of Western stuff has because that's already been laid out for us. Like, Oh, we know, we know what the world is and we know how that stuff is shaped. But then when you come from a culture that has less dogma, And rhetoric involved with it, where you have like Shintoism and like Buddhism, you have a lot more leeway for personal interpretation of like what the world is and what your experiences are a reflection of like a greater sort of you know metaphysical concept. So maybe that's what it is, maybe that's where that comes from. I am not, (laughs) I don't know shit about Japan, obviously. I'm just now I'm just shooting from the hip. I'm probably gonna be called. You got samurai spirit, though. Yeah, that samurai spirit. <laughs> uh, somebody will chime in, I'm sure, and just tell me what kind of a kind of baka <laughs> I, I am.
2: you Ready to pass the torch to me? My world. No, do, no, want, no. do I not get a turn? It,
1: it's
0: it's Cody time. Cody, what's your world? Cody, I tell.
2: Can, me. I can. I can. I mean, this is going kind of long. I don't have to. Cody, go tell go, me no, all about your favorite. Well, I could keep it simple. <laughs> I didn't really do my homework. Uh, <laughs> it's just McDonald's land, isn't neither,
0: it? neither did I. Don't worry.
2: I did well. Uh, I mean, Burger that is game. nice. Um,
0: Cody, Codyville.
2: If I was going to go with a fast food world, there would yeah. definitely be Burger King. They have a lot more uh, well-established characters. So, so
1: thing. this is the guy that was chiding everybody because they didn't want to, they didn't think no, that no, they no, would got be something able to shoot something. from the hip and, and just come off with great <laughs> ideas. Now it's his turn, and he wishes he'd done. Uh, his well, hard. it's
2: it's really more of an idea, but it's kind of hard to put into words. Like it's an idea of the type of. World building that I appreciate—the type of world building that makes oh. me feel like that world can you, exists. Can you
1: sing it or dance it if it's hard to I can, begin?
2: I can definitely dance it, but no, it doesn't work. I I'm not sure how well that will communicate no. in a podcast format. It's a long medium. Um, we might have to re- we might have to release a movie along with this. The only problem is that I dance best when I'm naked, mm. so I'm not
3: sure how appropriate.
1: Well, we'll just upload it to Pornhub. I'm sure they've got user generated content we can upload.
2: Um, so anyway, uh, I think I think a good example of the type of world building I like is like the Demon Souls, Dark Souls mm-hmm. franchise. There we go. That, uh, this is a disservice to that that world, those worlds that are being built there. Because I am not one of those players who goes around and reads every single thing, mm. which is unfortunate, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of people who do go around and read that and love the worlds that they've built, specifically because of that rich lore, but I, I don't pay much attention to that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm usually more focused on dying and getting my ass <laughs> beat when I play those games.
0: And trying not to
2: die. Um, but the reason why I like it so much is because it—it's it, partly because I don't know what's going on. It is so mysterious, and it's—it's just—it's so much bigger than life, and it feels like there there's, it it feels like actually a full world, laid out before me. Just like in this world, there like there is so much that I don't know. Even with the are how much information is shoved in our face on a daily basis? There's 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 so much to learn, and there's always more. And that's kind of how I feel playing those games where it's just like you just you look at the backgrounds and you look at these these ancient creatures and you look at the world around you and how it got to this state. And there's just there's there's a, a depth to it that almost cannot be touched um, unless unless you probably read everything, maybe
0: <laughs> unless you read everything and talk to the creators yeah. and you know, really unless, try unless to pay, you attention. pay
2: attention to it. Uh, maybe my point is that like really any world will suffice to me as long as I don't. Pay attention to it. You should just pay attention, maybe. Um, but a, a world that I have paid attention to uh, is like George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones or I, Song of Ice and Fire. The world that he's built, which is which is a fine world uh, in and of itself. But what I like most about it is that is like the rich lore and history, where there there is a mythology there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. Like Dark Souls has, you feel like that there is a mythology. Like you feel uh, like gods walk among us in a way. Oh and for in game of thrones there is a, there is a rich mythology and it, and it feels mysterious and it feels like untamed it, it's it's wild and interest and there there are so many competing mythologies too so many different gods with so many different um yeah
0: and it, it's also new and and competing with each other in that way like the different the different ideas that people have it kind of fleshes out the real world from that time period very well
2: right yeah because, I mean, yeah, George R. Martin does a, well, an excellent job of establishing the, the day-to-day of his world, you know, the type of people who are in it, the jobs they have. But that's that's something that I feel like he could build off of, like, anything, mm-hmm. really. But to actually establish a history and a mythology and to make it feel grounded, like, this isn't just a world that he's made up. This is a world that exists, that has been here for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And he just discovered it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, those are the type of worlds that I like.
3: Well, yeah, and and I think it's all about, yeah, that style of, you know, regardless with Dark Souls um, or any of those games, even if you don't read every single bit of, you know, uh, lore attached to any item or anything, you were still... You feel like
2: you're there. Exactly. You're still immersed in that world.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. Just the the enemy design and the uh, architecture of everything itself. Shows you that there's something more, there's something bigger out there, and you don't have to really know the history to kind of
1: get that. All right, well, let's move on to uh, what we what we do best um, in this podcast, which is taking ideas that other people have gifted to us <laughs> out of the goodness of their heart <laughs> and allowed us to transform them into something new and different and amazing. We posted on uh, the Reddit world building thread uh, or forum sub subreddit whatever the fuck who cares about reddit anymore i want to say i'm over it so over it. <laughs> um, i'm over it. reddit whatever <laughs> um so we take the top two most upvoted um concepts or ideas or prompts
2: we did we did
1: we would we'll, we'll move on to something that works better um, we'll go somewhere where they appreciate us um, and then we take one last wild card concept um, and throw them all into the mix and build a world out of them. So we've got some, we've got a couple weird ones. Um, actually, the top one's a weird one. <laughs> but the most,
2: wait, wait, like weirder than the previous weeks? Yeah,
1: yeah. The, oh god. The, <laughs> the most upvoted one is by. Uh,
2: maybe we should. Maybe we should have just left Reddit anyway. <laughs> Bunch of weirdos.
1: This is a silly place. Uh, the most upvoted <laughs> one is from user Cyberdyne nineteen eighty four. Um, and his is a god that takes the form of a giant angry goose. So that's that's So just Zeus. That's exactly what the, the, <laughs> that, the next commenter the, said.
0: The comment it's <laughs> a Zeus. It's Zeus. So there's definitely Zeus in our world, but we'd simply call him Goose. How do you call <laughs> Zeus? Zeus. You gotta really You're that, trying to that, combine
1: that goose, goose and zeus? I see.
2: My zeus. goose Zeus.
1: The second most, most up one is from user Small Jim Slade, and it is a passive magic system, i.e. a system in which magic and magical effects occur un- or subconsciously. All right, and then as far as wild cards are, I like this one uh, from Reddit mod RedditModLungora. Your recent submission in world building has been removed for the following reasons. <laughs> Our community does not tolerate com- explo- exploitation. Um, no. That's a pretty good one. But also, we've got. Um,
0: I think you can really build a good <laughs> world out of exploitation. <laughs> I think it's just a built it's, uh, on a community that doesn't tolerate exploitation no. specifically. Mm-hmm. Can, like we, build, a, can we build a of, world
2: where Reddit allows us to post and then go to that world? Yeah, that would be nice if there
1: was like any place where you could like ask people for like prompts for improv comedy. That would
2: be wonderful. Um, uh, Yahoo! And... Oh, let's just get on whose line is it anyway. Whose, whose world is it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whose world? Whose, oh, man, that was a much
3: better name.
2: Yeah. Dibs on not being Drew Carey.
3: <laughs> I, I will 100% take that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we
2: go. Right, so other... Genev- wait, what's his face? What is, B- B- Brady?
0: Colin Mockery.
2: <laughs> what's his name? Brady? Tom, 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 Brady? Tom, Brady? Wayne, Tom Brady. Wayne Brady,
0: Colin Mockery. Thomas Brady.
1: <laughs>
3: Tom Brady?
1: Wayne Gretzky?
0: Wayne Wayne Gretzky Brady. <laughs> Wrong Brady. Uh, Wrong. Uh, other runners up <laughs> for Brady. the
1: wild card pick are uh, a government whose policies are based in whole or in large part on oracles reading the snow melt patterns of a large sacred mountain. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good, yeah.
2: But hold on. That's pretty good. This is a world where magic is, very, is passive and you don't really have any control over wow. it. <laughs> So how good are these oracles? So they, exactly? What they probably do. Is they just
3: walk by a mountain, they look at it, and they're like, "Oh, there's going to be a war next week."
1: Well, that that sort of scrying isn't really magic. Well, that's that's like that is the passive part. You're just reading the you're just reading the <laughs> The last uh, wild card potential one is a post apocalyptic world where some giant bio horror invaded from space and covered everything. Almost all technology is lost, and the remaining survivors make use of biological things as tools. Like a living animal is a gun. Or a living in a house made of bone and skin. So the
3: Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're, we're
1: locked into a god that takes form of the Uh We're locked into a passive magic system. And then okay. wild cards are um, government w- whose policies are based on sn- snowmelt oracles or a... Um, Uh, Post-apocalyptic world uh, with bio-horrors.
2: No, I like the first one. The first uh, wild card. Okay. The one about Reddit.
0: Snowmelt.
1: Oh, Reddit? (laughs) Yeah, the
0: exploitation. Exploitation. A A community that doesn't tolerate exploitation. Yeah,
1: this is the one where we just have to shut this down and chastise ourselves for being such horrible people.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. So I, I actually have a question. Um, I'm assuming we're going with the snow melt one because I like that That one. works for me. That's what I was going to say. The other one is such a strong concept I in and like it of itself. It's like, it's a, it would be a shame to have that as a wild card.
1: Yeah, it's already kind of a really great idea.
2: Yeah. And we don't, we don't want to steal the good ideas. No.
3: <laughs> and by the way, thank you everyone who submitted ideas.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, thank you so much.
0: Thanks everyone from all of our
1: episodes.
2: If we thank you, it means we're not stealing it. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's how it works legally in China, where we sell these.
2: So, okay. So, in a world where magic exists, uh, big air quotes here. Uh, so, magic, I would assume, is sort of a part of just the natural order of everything, right? The world, the like wind and ocean, leaves, yeah. badgers, that's all magic. Mm-hmm. Or that that's all nature, and magic is just a part of nature. So, my question to you, uh, if magic is a passive event, how do you even know it's magic? well like, i think it's pretty magical that my digestive tract, uh you know that helps me digest my food i think that's awesome <laughs> works like yeah,
0: a normal exactly. like a normal healthy person well
1: if it is passive like that like i mean after generations and generations of this just happening like your unconscious desires or like motivations like occurring yeah i guess you would just sort of you wouldn't sort of call it
0: out
2: like, like ooh maybe this is a good explanation for spontaneous combustion in our world <laughs> well
3: but, i hate you so magic. much <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was he just magicked himself on fire when
3: we say that it's passive we don't necessarily mean that it's unknown like we know that there are things that happen
0: well that's what i'm challenging so so and and i i think i think i naturally go and i've only read one terry pratchett book but in one of his witches' books, he kind mm-hmm. of describes his magic this way, where the little girl doesn't really, like, she doesn't really cast spells. She just kind of wants something and knows that it's going to happen, and the laws of physics are broken as a result. Um, so, I, I, you know, that, that's kind of one way to approach it, where wizards are just certain people who have tapped into this, and they just kind of know when they want something, and it's going to break the laws of physics, that they're doing magic and everyone else around them is pissed because they just, like, fucked some shit well, up. Well, yeah,
2: that's a good question. What percent of the population is, has this has access to this passive magic? Because that would make it more
3: noticeable. Hmm. Well, obviously, government work. Like, if, mm-hmm. if
2: Steven started getting a lot of ladies and I didn't, like, I'd know that there's some weird ma- magical mischief going on here.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, here we go. He's getting the ladies again.
3: Um,
2: so
1: unconsciously, un- or subconsciously? So I don't know like it might have like it's some sort of a physics sort of conundrum where it's like once you start measuring the occurrence then you've you've altered the outcome I don't know it, it might it, it might be similar to like um the chaos magic and 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 occult systems of like the late eighties and seventies here on in in our reality sort of function where you had these <laughs>
0: Ah uh, yes, Chaos Magic. I'm very familiar. <laughs> yeah, I was
2: kinda of lost me on that one a little bit.
0: Meet your local chaos magician. He lives down the street.
2: <laughs> Did you sample some cults? It was an actual actual
1: thing. Like so you had like the, the Golden Dawn and like the Ordo Templi Orientis, which and like the Aliester Crowleyan sort of systems mm-hmm. of, like, occult magic, and then that sort you, of...
2: Tra- how are you so well-informed on all this occult
1: magic? because it's, it's a hobby of mine. It's really interesting. Maybe he's a cultist. Yeah, Who knows? That sort of spawned a, 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 a sort of subset of, of these occultists, who are the, the chaos um, and cha- cowists, uh, uh, magicians of, like, the, the late 80s. And they essentially just realized that, like, all of the, the sort of religious symbolism and ritual and so on is just a way of tapping into your subconscious mind and they're just they're just symbols and you can play with those and you can decide to believe whatever you want to believe as long as it creates a certain outcome for you. Um, so it might be something similar to sort of that where like you, you do these rituals where you focus your intent and your desire and then you have that moment of like epiphany or of of culmination of the the ritual and then you forget it. You set it and forget it, and you walk away from it, and then but what you've what what they are theorizing that you've done is that you have altered your subconscious mind in such a way that you've essentially aligned yourself on the path to achieve what you and to do without ever actually having to focus your intention on it ever again. You've done that. You've it's aligned yourself secret. to it. It's the secret. Yeah, it's the secret. A lot. Secret magic. Yeah. So,
0: so, so in the world we're creating, what most likely happened is that the first and most powerful wizard accidentally turned himself into a goose. Yep. Or, he or could it
1: be God. that, like, that's just the collective <laughs> con- concept that everybody sort of went with, where, like, somebody saw a, somebody saw a duck do something really crazy up on the side of a mountain one time, and they were like, shit, there's, like, a magical goose or something that lives up there. And then, like, that story spread. Really, it was a magical
2: duck. Yeah, it was, a,
1: and that's where it, that's where it, the, well, the duck is the devil. Well, that's just that's more believable. Well, I like, think. and then like, or maybe even like a kid overheard it incorrectly, and like, their dad's like, "I don't give a fuck about that mountain," and the kid's like, "Oh, there's a duck on the mountain," and then like a year later, like they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a magical there's a magical duck on the mountain."
2: They base their entire history off that duck.
1: And then their friend is like, and "Oh yeah, there's a magical goose on the mountain." It slowly spread from like child to child, and now you've got enough little kids thinking that there's a magical goose up on the on the mountain that a magical goose appears on the mountain. And then that Yeah, I don't, juice, I don't like...
2: know if that's, I mean, that's a cool idea, but I'm not sure how fair that is to, like, the person who suggested this idea. Because, like, at this point, we can always just take any suggested idea and just say, like, oh, well, that's just a myth that they tell each other. No, but it created it, you know, no, because magic the...
1: is a subconscious sort of a thing, so, like, they're...
0: Yeah, if 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 magic in this in this world is yeah. Oh, like so a you're saying
2: as a since since the population believes that there is a magical angry goose on the mountain, there is an angry goose.
0: Yeah. Oh, then okay. it actually happens. It's probably impregnating your daughters. I see.
2: Well, as it, as it would. As it would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I can dig it. That's cool. Um, and we already know that they can watch They can predict things in snow melt mm-hmm. So that's that's another ability they have
1: So it lives up there on the mountain And causes crazy ass patterns of snow melt To, to
2: So Oh so these oracles live on the goose mountain
1: Well they have to be able to see the goose There's They have to be able mountain. to see the goose mountain So they don't live on the goose mountain
2: Alright I'm, I'm
0: curious as to whether or not we, we think That the oracles also have magic Or if they're so just people Bullshitting? Who are trying to interpret this stuff? Magic. They're just bullshitting. There are actual there are actual wizards out there who could be doing this, but they know better. They've got better things to be doing, you know. Oh,
2: I thought you were saying like the rest of the population of this planet has magic, and they don't, and they're just bullshitting. But for some reason, everyone listens to them. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: there's just a small a small population of people who decide to be oracles because they don't have magic. Oh, that would
2: be tragic to be part of the like the minority and not have magical powers. Uh,
0: yes. I totally I totally have magic look, look at me, interpret the snow
1: yes, you do very good Jarvis <laughs> magic is subconscious or unconscious, so you don't know, so even the wizards don't know who <laughs> that they are wizards, like there might be one or two, and they're subconsciously just jacking shit up, so the oracles are trying That's to use true. the snow melt to try and figure out who the fricking wizards are.
2: It could be that no one in this entire world knows who like everyone knows about magic, but no one knows who's doing it. Mm-hmm. But
3: they, enough <laughs> like of like ever. trust <laughs> that the oracles can read the snowmelt and can make pr- predictions based off of it. And because enough of the actual magical users trust that idea, it makes it true. Even if the oracles don't have actual magic to read the snowmelt, because enough people out there do believe that, mm, they all, have
1: that Yeah, effort. all they need is one wizard to believe that it's true.
0: This is a terrifying world. <laughs> Everything here is recursive. You just like you start with someone believing in something, and it just becomes real. This is like Sphere. This is straight out of a Michael like, Crichton book.
2: Uh, American Gods <laughs> meets Sphere. Well, I kind of like yeah. the idea of like people, nobody, nobody knowing. Like you're just sitting in a public park and a bush lights on fire all of a sudden, and it could be anyone there who did it. Absolutely anyone. So, <laughs> was that Tom? someone from even across the world. What if there's only one person here who has who has magical abilities? And it's the fucking goose. And it's the president.
1: Well, what <laughs> if it's a witch hunt where everybody's trying to figure out who like like who the one witch is? And whenever everybody's like fig tries like thinks that they figured out who the witch is, their collective The
2: twist is it's everyone but the person Yeah, like audibles. their
1: collective like like <laughs> <It's> belief <everyone. laughs> like gives them that witch power. And then they kill it <laughs> and then like that magic has to pass on to somebody else. Um so it's just, a... and then enrages the goose,
2: and that's why he's angry. <laughs> uh, or she, sorry. Yeah, the well, goose on, doesn't be, necessarily have to be male. Let's be inclusive. That was very sexist of me. I apologize. It's actually more interesting if it's female too, because then it can lay lay goose eggs. But but Zeus Zeus was a dude, and that that goose is gonna have a hard time impregnating ladies. Zeus if was a dude. I, I think
3: male. I think we added the Zeus moniker. I think we're the ones. Yeah. added Zeus
2: I think Zeus added it when he went down as a goose and started banging ladies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really I Zeus' I had nothing deal. to do with that. I, did not, um, I do not condone. I'm okay with Lady Zeus, but, like, you know, does Lady Zeus have to be angry? But maybe I can respect the an angry Lady Zeus. Like, well,
2: the the goose has
0: to be angry is the thing. She she really, she really gets it going, you know?
2: like Maybe she's not angry. She just has ret- resting bitch goose face.
0: I think all all gooses are angry. Have you ever met a goose that isn't angry? I've never met
3: a goose that was happy, I'll put it that
0: way. I haven't met enough gooses, no. To... All I, I've mostly just met Canadian geese, so maybe it's just the Canadian right. ones that are fucking jerks. <laughs>
2: I think it was implied that you only met Canadian
0: Walking around the parking lot, pooping everywhere.
2: How giant is this angry goose? It's pretty big, right? It's, it's gotta giant. be pretty big. It's it could giant. be the mountain that the oracles sit on.
0: I was thinking maybe not the whole mountain, but, like, you can see it at the top of the mountain. No, it's a slumbering goose. goose In
2: in slumbering form, it it gets covered in snow, and a lot of that snow sort of hardens over time. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a mountain.
1: Mm. Like, technically, a goose the size of, like, a mastiff is a giant goose.
3: (laughs) Gotcha there. That's,
0: a, that's true yeah it's a big goose i i mean so could yeah, it just be
1: yeah. a big angry goose wandering around a parking lot fucking people's days up
0: like i'm, I'm okay. i really want it to be like horse-sized at least Well, i don't you know?
2: know that might be that might be dangerous now to think about it geese have hollow bones that much weight probably wouldn't be too good for its bones not this
0: one this this one this
2: one won't and if if a god transforms into a goose that must be the most perfect goose exactly it's
0: beautiful it's made entirely of gold and silver
2: the the most the most supple succulent it's got sapphires for eyes oh
3: dear so wait
2: are there more gods or is this like the one god this goose
3: it's at least a god it's a
0: god you know this god came into existence thanks to the imaginations of magical children there definitely are more Then i'm pretty there's like there's like a million gods wandering <laughs> like around pooping on stuff. Just like terrifying
3: dannies just going around swatting kids with big. Birds. Dude,
0: I'm I'm telling you, this uh-huh. is a recursive, terrifying world that I do not want to live in.
2: Oh my god! So if it, if it happens subconsciously, you just you could just be having a dream, and and that's that's how you summon the the, the yeah. danger goose. So what that sounds like <laughs> so some is kid out of nightmare. They
3: start like once they realize once the giant fucking goose shows up, they start saying, okay. Something's going on, we need to kind of put a rein on things,
0: maybe magic is real. there's a big goose right here, yeah, but Look I feel
3: like
2: that. if magic is real and it and it happens subconsciously, like it would have you probably would have noticed unless unless the goose appearing was like the very first thing that happened.
3: I think that was the big enough event that they realized okay something that's
2: happened. the one thing that could drive people to that's the one thing that broke the the camel's back was the giant goose
0: goose goose don't get that big, that's a big <laughs> goose right there.
2: We, we, we best rethink our society. <laughs> <laughs> we be, we best think about this. Maybe magic is real. That's a big goose. I may be b- but a simple country subconscious <laughs> wizard.
0: Country country goose way up. But that's man, a, that's, that's a, 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 that's a goose big there. goose right
2: there. That's like the
0: size of... That's, <laughs> that's, that's the size of two normal gooses.
1: If magic is subconscious, wouldn't most magical acts just be that Like, everybody is trying to take a test in their underwear all of a sudden or like their teeth are constantly falling out
3: i think we're, we're we might be mixing subconscious with dreams just a little bit
2: well i mean it's possible this is our world we're building we can mix it with whatever we want that's very true maybe these people are only subconscious they are not never they are never active they are all passive people
0: it's all subconscious because it, it
2: was passive magic that is cast subconsciously everyone on this planet is only subconscious they're like magical trees that walk around. I mean, I really like around.
3: magical trees walking around, but I do feel like that might be a cop-out a little bit.
2: How unfair would that be if you are you you you're living in your world, it, you're a world that is, is exactly as it is and it's perfect the way it is because it is what it is, and some doofus up in, over in Kansas says that your world's a cop-out. <laughs> huh? <laughs> How would you feel about that, schooler? It's just because they don't like that idea. I mean... But these poor magical trees. <laughs> The world's just as good as any other world. I say.
3: I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that it's not good. Uh, it's a
2: cop out. No, I heard what you said. We heard. We very, <laughs> yeah, we, we all heard we it.
0: heard those words. Everyone listening to this We've episode got at least right now. Two,
2: three people who heard Maybe. that.
1: Maybe. I think that's gonna do it. I mean, uh, that was uh, <laughs> that's technically a world. <laughs>
2: that's our best. So let's like ball that up. World. Throw it in the trash. Let's let's incinerate that I'll one. Toss it away. Let's talk. <laughs> I don't think throwing it in the trash is good enough. I've
1: already forgotten about it. Um, well, thank you again to um, all of the users that have helped us uh, make this a, a real thing. So, thanks again to Small Jim Slade. Thanks again to Cyberdyne1984. I feel like that's like a... What is that? That's like Terminator or something like that, right? It's Cyberdyne Terminator Systems? And- okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds very thanks cool. Yeah, thanks again to uh, Alpha Knoll um, who submitted the the government uh, snowmelt concept. So that's going to do it for this uh, episode number four.
0: I'm just going to slip in here real quick and thank all of my friends at from the band Belafonte for um, our the creation and oh, use yeah. of our intro and outro music, which is from the song Bastion, and it is fantastic. And I don't, I don't, yeah, you can find them on SoundCloud with slash Belafonte the band. Um, that's Frank Bravo It' there's no dashes or spaces or anything B-E-L-L-A-F-O-N-T-E the band um, and everyone in it is a good friend yeah, of mine and they're so all much. fantastic musicians
1: yes thank you excellent song uh, check us out on reddit we are disposable underscore worlds if you want to message us or send us hate mail or what have you um, you can also catch us online, listen to episodes as they are released on uh, online at radbotproductions.com. And you can uh, check us out on iTunes as well, uh, Disposable Worlds, the podcast.
2: And yeah, stay tuned with the Radbot Productions if you're interested in catching more of our work. We have other podcasts that we are working on and will be releasing soon. And we will likely have some alternate social media solution for Getting stealing suggestions,
1: <laughs> just pillaging your brains to feed to the space mm-hmm. wizards.
2: Yeah, if your brain is overflowing with 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 good old suggestion loot that you don't you wouldn't mind having stolen, we, we will do that for you.
1: You
0: just
1: yeah put you just spilling
0: with put ideas. Put some brain insurance on there. We'll
2: us. steal it, and you'll get the payout. There you go.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, catch us next time. Until then, this is Disposable Worlds.